0: yo hey so this week's podcast we have got jenny chatting to angel and we're gonna have a listen in a minute but first of all we hope you're all having a great week as you can see we're dressed in adidas tracked suit tops and that's for two purposes
1: <laughs> no because i've just got
0: out of bed <laughs> one because we're still in our pajamas and this covers us i just
1: want to go back to bed i'm so tired <laughs> i i this is like
0: this is like the fifth dra- draft of this <laughs> because i kept falling asleep on camera yeah so yeah, so Adidas track suit tops today because we love the twenty percent discount that you can get with the Chewy Gem subscriptions if you are a VIC, and also because under this we've got our pajamas on because that's how we roll, isn't
1: it? You just got me out of bed. It's not like I've been dressed.
0: We've <laughs> I didn't get you out of bed. It's actually three o'clock in the I afternoon. lay in bed for the entire day. Okay, so this week, we hope you've all had a great week. We are still on school holidays in the U- in the UK, in England. I think Scotland's going back next week and possibly Ireland, Northern Ireland. We've had a busy, exciting week, haven't we?
1: Um,
0: we've been on the yeah. train to Blythe. That's why I'm so tired. <laughs> we visited a new Wetherspoons in Blythe, which was awesome. Uh, we have had cams. And I was say we
1: had cancer. I was very worried. We've
0: had cams, and we've been to Wetherspoons, like, Four
1: times this week, maybe? Probably. Probably.
0: Yeah, anyway, we're gonna take a listen to Angel's podcast because Angel is one of our VICs and She's
1: super nice.
0: She is one one basically the reason that we interviewed Angel on the podcast Mm -hmm. is because somebody posted in the group that um somebody had called Chewy Gems babyish, so their child couldn't use them anymore. So Angel went live in the group to show that everybody of all ages uses Chewy Gems and they're not for babies and it was just so lovely and heartwarming. That we then decided that it should be perfect on our podcast. So we're gonna listen to it now. We hope you enjoy it and we'll be back at the end. We
2: love a net, and we love a jet. We love to help and that's a fact. So We have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of your frustration, chat to folks who been there too, collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send
3: them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our Sensory Matters, you know what? Hi everyone, it's Jenny back with another Sensory Matters show and today I am chatting to Angel. Hi Angel. Hi. Hi, Hi. how are you doing? I'm okay. Good. I've both uh, cups of tea. Yes, absolutely. You can't beat tea in the morning. Um, now, Angel. Some of you all have seen the fab video that she did within her within our group, which was all standing up for um, a little girl who was worried about having her things and standing out as being different. But that aside, we will cover that. But that aside, Angel has also got um, an interesting history and story because you have post traumatic stress disorder. I do, yes. Amongst other things, Um, so which is going to be really useful because we've not had anyone on with PDSD so far, so I'm hoping that we can explore that a bit and you can share with us how you cope with it and your tips, um, etc. So I thought we would just start off at the beginning and you just tell us your story in your own words.
2: Oh, okay there's a lot of that yeah <laughs> um, um I have been different for a long time okay um from being a child really mm-hmm. I've always been seen as being a little bit different a little bit odd um
3: what is it that makes you different and odd
2: I wasn't very social
3: right okay
2: <laughs> i wasn't i was i was able to speak over a computer or something like that but when it came to face- to face it was sort of a bit daunting the idea so I never used to speak I used to just stay very quiet and and not mingle very much okay um as I got older um you know I went through various therapies and and things which didn't seem to make much of a difference okay um but that was put down to the fact that the things that were causing me to be the way I was were still there
4: okay I
2: wasn't aware of that um progressed through the years many years of of being that way um I went on a downhill destructive spiral is the only way I can put it okay um and I fell pregnant with my daughter Uh and it was a case of I then had a purpose yeah my purpose was her yeah um so she sort of gave me a goal a reason you know, she she she's not aware of it. No. You know, but to me, she was my reason. Okay. Um. Obviously, I've only very recently been diagnosed as having complex PTSD. Right. Um. That also branches off to agoraphobia, uh, depression, panic attacks, um, obsessive compulsive tendencies. Right. <laughs> um. You know, so it all—it's all branched under the, the PTSD
4: diagnosis. Okay. It's taken
2: a long time to do. Um, I've learned a lot of various tricks to use. Yeah. Chewy gem being one of them. Yeah, you good. <laughs> um, but I'm—I'm I'm very slowly, very slowly trying to. I know. I know it can't be fixed, but manage to do sort of what normal people do you
4: know
2: <laughs> the quote of normal yeah um you know and and it, it's really using anything and everything I can to get through every day yeah I can have really good days really awesome days and I'll go places and I'll talk to people and then other days it's I'm not leaving the house and I'm not getting dressed
4: okay
3: yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it, it kind of varies um, so do, do you have a job do you work I did, but not anymore. Okay.
2: Um, I worked two years ago, and I had a mental breakdown. Okay. So I, I kind of was to in, instructed not to work anymore at the moment until I can deal with sort of general job things. Yeah. Um, plus the fact my thing with people wasn't very helpful
3: (laughs) so where does that where does that come from the whole people like not being social and not being a bit fearful of people I suppose
2: it I think it stems from my upbringing okay um I was sort of told from being a child that no one could love me better than this individual person right and no one would understand and no one would want to talk to me so I sort of became very recluse and wouldn't speak to people. Right. Because it was, I would rather not speak to them and them not like me than for me to try to talk to people and try to be liked, but then for them not to. Yeah. Um. So I sort of gave up with that, but that was down to conditioning. It was childhood conditioning. Okay. only recently found that out.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Um, so, yeah, the, there was a lot of... of Family things that were going on. Yeah, that sort of made me the way that I am now. Okay. Um. But
3: yeah. And so is that is that the sort of your upbringing and, and family is the root cause of your PDSD diagnosis?
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Right.
3: And um. What was the through life? Sorry, what was the trigger point that made you go and seek out a diagnosis?
2: Um, that was two years ago. Okay. That was, basically, I had this job, absolutely loved this job. Um, you know, I, I lived for this job.
3: What was it you did?
2: And I worked in, well, I worked in the call centre at first, uh-huh. and then I worked in retail, which is face-to-face. uh uh-huh. And I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Um, but there was one incident that happened at work that didn't directly involve me but it caused me to literally have a panic attack on the shop floor. Right. Um, so I left the shop floor, I went and hid, you know, and, and sorted myself out. Now, because of that incident, because of that panic attack, I lost my job. Right. Um, but after that incident happened, I left work and went straight to the doctors and I was like, fix me, yes. <laughs> is there something wrong?
3: Yeah. So um, when you say lost your job, were you, were you made to leave or did you choose to leave?
2: No, I was I was made to leave.
3: Right. I was made to leave.
2: Um because they said it wasn't very professional that I had this panic attack in front of the customers. Right. Um so that, that sort of was taken from my hands. That okay. that was something I didn't have control over. I don't blame the company, you mm-hmm. know, they they have to think of profits and what head office will say and things like that. Yeah. So it wasn't the people I was working with. It was the head office and the people that didn't see and don't know... Yeah. ...that made that call. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I lost that. Okay. Um, that must
3: have been hard.
2: It was. It was. It was difficult um, because I... I was a single mother at the time and I'm thinking, yes, I'm working and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing the normal people things. Yeah. You know, and I had a job that I loved and... Um, I only worked part-time
4: mm-hmm.
2: but I was selling lots of things like all the full-time people were doing and it was it was awesome you yeah know, it was good but yeah it, it didn't last Um, but that I like that I put that down to head office not being aware of someone like me yes you know okay. they just see what they class as normal and I was not normal
3: okay <laughs> you know so, so that panic attack you had, what, what did it look like? What did it feel like? How did it present?
2: Um, honestly, I thought I was
3: dying. Right.
2: <laughs> I literally... The pain, <clears throat> the pain and the, the not con- having control of my breathing. Mm. You know, my breathing seemed to have been taken from me.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I had chest pain. I was hurting. I was struggling to breathe. I felt like I was choking. Um, physically, I was tense and hurting because I was tense. Yeah. I, I literally thought I was having a heart attack at that point. Wow. I, I I was. I just didn't know what to do when when people were talking to me, because I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't answer. I couldn't speak back. Yeah. You know, so it was. I, I lost control of everything. It 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 was it was awful. Yeah. Um and
3: it was scary yeah it sounds horrendous yeah. it's, it's amazing how a panic attack can be so physical you know can yeah. it yeah absolutely and and yeah scary stuff so you that obviously led you to going to the doctors and saying right help i need help here <laughs> <yet>. yeah um <laughs> and and was that a, a straightforward quick process no, no 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 it
2: was a very long process um I went to him, told him what happened, um, he didn't really tell me straight away what it was. Right. He just said, we want to see you every week, so kept going every week, um, and then he referred me to my first psychologist. Okay. Um, that referral took quite a long time, that took about eight months to get through, and then another three months before I was actually seen. Okay. Um, had the sessions with the, my previous psychologist, which he tried to deal with the exposure therapy, which is put yourself in situations to then realize that it's not really that scary, okay. But for me, that was really difficult, okay. Um, for me, I did try to do everything he said, which was go to these certain places and and you know, expose yourself to these the feelings, and then eventually. You're supposed to become numb to it yeah. in a way, um, but for me that only made it worse. Okay. I had an incident where I went into a supermarket, mm-hmm. uh, had a panic attack, and the security guards came and bodily picked me up and removed me from the store.
4: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that then you know I said to him, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this anymore. You know, because if this is happening, yeah, what else is going to happen? Yeah. Um. So I gave up with that. I still went to the sessions. Yes. You know, and I still did all the paperwork-type reading things, but I was then more reluctant to actually go out. Ow, ow. <laughs>
3: okay. So it almost made your agoraphobia worse. Yes. Okay. Yes,
2: it did. Um. There weren't many sessions with him. I think the maximum they allowed me was 18. Okay. Um, and then the sessions with him ended. Um, and then I went back to the doctor again and I said to the doctor, you know, there's lots of things in my past, my childhood, that I think needs looking into and I think it's that that's causing me to be the way I am. Yeah. Um, so he referred me again. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Now, the wait time... Um, for my recent psychologist was 12, 18, 18 month wait Wow for that one um, and then I had to it was 18 months until the assessment and then I was assessed and then it was another three or four months before I actually had my first session properly Okay um, The aim was to go through historic things mm-hmm. um, but what she wanted to do was she managed to tie up what you know who i am now Uh and how that's caused from the past okay and what her plan kind of was to do was help me regulate how i feel about things Uh so then should the future happen and i do want to talk about past events it's not going to make me break down the way that it would otherwise yeah so this is this is things like i i was brought up you don't have emotions you don't show your emotions if you feel sad you 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 bottle it you hide it you don't show anyone right um i was told if you did get upset with something you were stupid for getting upset yeah. You know, and there were repercussions for, for being upset. Yeah. So she's tried to teach me it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be upset.
4: Yeah. You know,
2: show them if you need to, but if you don't want to, it's okay. You know, um, that's that's kind of... Uh, I'm more emotional now <laughs> to what I used to be, so that's working. Yeah. Um,
3: and how does that feel? Does it feel good?
2: It's strange. <laughs> It's strange. I still have times, um, like, even around my partner. Me and my partner have a long-distance relationship at the moment. Mm. And obviously, when he visits and then goes, I get quite upset. I get really upset. Now, I expect when I get upset that he's going to be angry about it. And there's still times I'll sit there and I'll apologise for being upset. And he'll say, what are you apologising for?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, but in my mind it's like I don't want to make him angry yeah. by being upset. Yeah. You know, but that's because I'm I'm used to that response, I expect it again. Yeah. Um Luckily he is very understanding, <laughs> you know, and he, he sort of shouts at me for apologising and I'll I'll do something mm-hmm. and I'll do what I call squirreling.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I'll apologize and he'll just be like, Shut up, stop mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know accept what it is kind of thing yeah which is quite nice yeah the fact that i can be this way and not have anything bad happen yeah so, um so yeah that's that's kind of um it's, it's, it's new yeah <laughs> it's so, new so
3: has has having got a diagnosis opened doors and helped
2: it's helped me to understand. Right. Um. I've I've known I were different. I knew that I was peculiar to everybody else, but I could never understand why. Yeah. And, you know, to go somewhere and they say, oh, what's, what's your illness? And to reel off depression, panic attacks, agoraphobia, OCD, you know, reel off in a big list. Yeah. You know, makes you sound a little bit like you're sort of reading from a textbook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas... Now, now I know what it is yeah. that causes all the other things. Yes. You know, it makes me feel a little bit more like I understand me. Yes. The first thing I did when, when I was told is I went straight online and I googled what it was. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, what is it?
3: What caused it? And how do I fix it? Yeah. So, and is it something that you, you feel will be fixed? I don't think it can be fixed,
4: no. Right. I I
2: don't really expect for it to be fixed. I don't expect someone to wave a magic wand and it's all gone. No. But eventually I do hope that I can manage and control it enough... Yes. ..that it won't affect other things. It won't affect me being able to go out or talk to people or, Mm. you know, do things. But that, again, is another thing that takes time. Yes. But I don't expect it to be fixed.
3: No.
4: And you know that's
2: at first i was like fix me give me something make it go away you know yeah. you do but i know inevitably that can't happen yeah you know it, it can't it won't go away it will always be there it's just how i manage it will depend on whether it's really up here or really down here
3: okay you know, and and where would you put it at the moment on that scale between high and low how are you managing at the minute?
2: Um, in day-to-day life, I'm about medium. Okay. You know, I'm on a, yeah. a level. Yeah. Today I'm quite high, but I think that's because I'm nervous. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, on a day-to-day scale, I'm I'm a happy medium at the minute. That's great. Um, unless something happens that's not expected or a bit of a surprise, then it's a bit kind of like
4: ooh.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay so if we if we take each of those things in turn each of the kind of things that have fallen out of the pdsd which i suppose are more the symptoms of it really aren't they um then then can you offer any advice or tips to people so if we take agoraphobia for example how do you manage that how do you overcome that what are your tips for people (sighs)
4: something
2: that i was told that sort of when when you when you're agrophobic, you sit and you think people are staring, people are watching.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, people are assessing your every movement. Yeah. I did a task which was literally sit on a bench. Yeah. Or sit somewhere and just watch other people.
4: Yeah. Watch what
2: they do. Watch where they go. <laughs> if someone looks, how long do they look for? Really, in you know, in my mind, it was people were staring. Yeah. Not just looking, people were staring. Yeah. And I can remember I was sat on this bench for about six hours. Wow. <laughs> just watching everybody, everybody that walked past. Yeah. You know, if they gave me a look, how long did they look for? I used to count it. Yeah. Um, If people, you know, just walked past and didn't acknowledge, yeah. how many people actually did that? You know, and I had a tally chart of of how many people looked, how many people looked for a long time, how mm-hmm. many people didn't look at all. Yeah. And in the end, I went home and I looked at the chart and it was like, well, I thought everyone would stare. Yeah. But really, there was only one person, but that was probably because I was staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> and all the rest sort of went about the business and didn't really pay attention. Yeah. You know, it was odd glances or a look, but yeah. then I'm looking at them.
4: Yes. So they're going to look back. Yeah.
2: You know, and and that helped me sort of to realise that people were not staring. Yeah you know what I thought people were staring they weren't yeah they were looking if that um I still have my moments I won't lie where I sit and I do think people are staring yeah but I'll do the same again I will sit wherever I am mm-hmm. so maybe 10-15 minutes and I'll
3: just count mm-hmm. how many people yeah And
2: it sort of brings me back to a realization of they're not
3: yeah you know yeah, that's a good tip. So how do you, because agoraphobia is the fear of going out, really, isn't it? And and yeah. so you stay quite housebound, but it sounds like you're managing that a bit. But when you get that feeling where I don't want to go out today, I, I I can't go out today. How do you overcome that and make yourself go out?
2: That one I'm still learning. OK. <laughs> um, I do still have times where I feel like I can't, I can't go out. Yeah. Like today, is an example, today's not one of those days. Yeah. Um, now, if I am with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, it makes it a little bit easier for me to go out. Okay. Um, so, for example, with my daughter, mm-hmm. I, I can go out, depending how bad I am, I can go out with my daughter and I can sort of just about court. Yeah. If she's at school, it's because not happening.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know.
2: Um, That one I'm still trying to get to grips with. Yeah. At the moment, i found the thing that does help is having somebody with me. Yeah. Uh, Which I know can't be there all the time. Yes. That can't happen all the time.
4: Yeah.
2: Like like I said with my daughter, if I know I'm having a bad day... ...and I need to go shopping... I'll take her to school. Yeah. I'll come back home, I'll stay at home, pick her up from school and then we'll go after school to get the shopping. Okay. Because she's with me. Yeah. So I sort of juggle my plans around what she's doing. Yes. Um but that's that's what I'm doing so far.
3: Okay. I'll
2: <laughs> well, train.
3: And do you have other support around you? You've obviously got your partner, but he's long distance, so when he's here yeah. I guess he helps you get out. Um, yeah. but do you have any other friends and things locally that would help you?
2: I did, um, but we very, very recently had a clash of personalities. Right. So that sort of stopped. Okay. <laughs> it, it sort of stopped quite abruptly. Right. Um, so at the moment, it is literally for here, yeah. me and my daughter. Right. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed in the future, that will change. Yeah. And, and, okay. and things will get a little bit better.
3: Okay, so another one of your symptoms of the PDSA is PD, PDSD is the panic attacks. Yeah. So I presume you, if you're in a situation, you can feel this coming on. Pretty
2: much,
3: yes. <laughs> are you are you able, obviously not always, but sometimes able to stop it developing? Okay, how did you do that?
2: And and I sort of sat there and go, oh, I've done this. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Because that doesn't happen often. Okay. Um, But usually my first sign is my breathing. Okay. My breathing will change. Um, And I sort of get, all I can describe is hiccups. Right. It it feels like I'm having a hiccup, but it's a really violent hiccup. Right. Um, When I feel that, I know it's happening. Okay. And I find that when that starts, I can't breathe out. Okay. My hiccups are breathing in, and I can breathe in, but I struggle to breathe out. Okay. Um. With that one, what I tend to do is I let myself hiccup for as long as it wants to go until I can't breathe in anymore. hmm Then I will hold my breath for five seconds.
3: Right.
4: But then
2: force my breath out. Okay. So I will literally force the whole breath all of it out in one go
4: right
2: then it generally will happen again so it's kick 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 to the top mm-hmm. hold my breath again and then force my breath out and a lot of the time that will sort of bring my breathing back to normal okay um other times it doesn't does work but it, it sort of depends how bad it is but i'll yeah. keep doing it yeah um until i get to the point where i get chest pain and then obviously that Doesn't work so much, yeah. Um, then things come in handy,
4: yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, because it will literally be a case of then I will try and distract myself from what's happening, yes, by chewing, yeah, or biting or anything that is not chewing me, yeah. Um, I had a horrible, horrible thing of I would chew the inside of my mouth, yeah. Um, I lost count how many times I went to the doctors for mouthwash and all sorts, but as soon as it healed, it did it again. Yeah. Um, And that's how I found Chewy Gym.
4: Yeah.
2: I literally Googled, (laughs) uh, what did I Google now? I think it was adult Chewy items or something. Yeah. And I went through loads of pages of different things, and a lot of them were very sort of they look like children's items
4: mm-hmm.
2: and i thought well they're not not very subtle yeah you know for me they weren't very subtle Then i found chewy jam and i was like oh Yay. i found something here good <laughs> um but yeah i use those then if my panic attack gets really bad yeah i use them then as a, a distraction to try not then to focus on the chest pain and my breathing and just let that happen yeah and i'm focused on what this is doing yeah. And then eventually it'll go on and then it's like, okay, we're good now, I'm good,
3: back to normal. That's <laughs> fantastic, good. Okay, um, so another one is depression. Yes. Yeah. So uh, are you medicated for that?
2: hmm
3: yeah. yeah. And does that help? Not really. Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> it helps slightly. Right um but with me I have sort of highs and lows okay so I'll have what I call my bees moments
4: Mm
2: -hmm. everybody knows my bees um my bees are literally I've got to do this got to do this got to do this got to do this got to get this done yesterday yeah yeah everything but then I will have what I call when my bees are sedated right so my bees are asleep.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I'll have my really busy high of everything's gotta be done yesterday. Yeah. And then I'll have my really down lows, which is I have no energy to do anything. Yeah. I have no energy to to brush my hair, eat, sleep, nothing. I will literally just wanna sit there and do nothing.
4: Yeah.
2: Um and I make a joke and I sit there and say Queen Bee's a bit rubbish because she's not kicking their backsides into, into gear, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have, because I have the highs and lows, I don't know what I'm going to be from one day to the next. Okay. I can have weeks or months yeah. of bumbling around and doing lots of different things and painting, decorating, whatever. Yeah. And then I can have days or weeks or months being at the low
4: points. Yeah.
2: And it's difficult to sort of get out of them, but um, recently with my psychologist that I'm working with at the moment, she's sort of advised to just ride it out. Okay. You know, when I'm low, yeah. let it be. If I fight it, it uses more energy than what it is just to let it happen. Okay. Um, And I will do what I call the basics. So I will cook. Yeah. I'll obviously wash up. Yeah. Uh, make sure my daughter's at school, make sure my daughter's bathed and fed. You know, I will do the basic life things that I need to do, the compulsory stuff. Yeah. But I won't sort of branch out and do the extravagant sort of stuff. No. You know, I won't go out and do the shopping. I'll have the shopping delivered. Yeah. You know, I won't um, go for a drive to the park and sit there. I'll stay at home. Yeah. You know so it's adapting what I do with how I'm feeling in that time, frame. yeah. So, is um, there is there
3: anything that brings you out of it, or does it just happen
2: for me? It literally just happens. Okay, I found if I tried to fight it and I tried to say, No, I'm not going to be down and yeah. I'm not going to do this. I used to get upset with myself because I would try really hard Mm. to not be like that, but then if it didn't work, I'd get upset with myself, which would then put me down even more.
3: Yeah, makes sense.
2: So I sort of got to the point where now I'll sit there and go, "Okay, one of those days, yeah, what can we do? Let's sit and read. Yeah. Or let's see what's on TV, or let's make something out of Play-Doh, or, you know, something, anything that makes me happy, things that cheer me up, things I know I can do. Yes. Because when you feel low like that, you feel like you can't do things. Yeah. You feel like rubbish because you can't do these certain things. Yeah. So do things that you can do. It's like, I love, I, I've i recently found a love of books.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I love books, absolutely love books, because you can't get them wrong. Yeah. You can't read them wrong. And if, if there's a word you don't know...
3: Nobody no, knows.
2: if you skim past it and ignore it, you know, no-one knows. So there's no-one tell you you're getting it wrong. hmm You know, and, and I like that for that reason. Um, so it is, when I'm at my law, it's do things you know you can do.
4: Yes,
3: that's a good you know.
2: tip. And then that makes you feel a bit better because you're, you're doing the things you know you can do and you're not sort of failing, you
3: know. And what what about on the way down? Have you ever managed to stop yourself...
2: I've distracted. Yeah. Um. I've managed to distract from it, uh-huh. so I've sort of delayed it, but I've never been able to stop it. Okay. Um. I've managed to distract and delay it for a few days or something, but inevitably it does it happen anyway. Yeah. Okay.
3: So it sounds to me like to manage your depression, you've almost got an acceptance of it that you will have good days and bad days. And on the bad days, just roll with it and do whatever you can cope with, and don't beat yourself up over it.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That is
3: pretty much it. <laughs> Great. That sounds good. Um, what's another one? Anxiety. Ooh,
2: yes, I like this one. <laughs> okay. Um, that will make me fiddle a lot. Right. So I will. I will. Like now, as an example, I'm sat picking up my nail, and I really shouldn't be doing that. Um. That one's really quite high. That one sort of has a little voice that sits there and says, You're doing things wrong, you look like a fool, you know, this little chippery voice chippers away that tells you everything's going bad. Yeah. Um That that one's that one's quite brutal. That yeah. one's quite bad.
3: Um Can you ever can you ever silence the voice? Do you ever manage to control it?
2: Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, I have a little technique that I call being a little owl. Okay. And being a little owl, owls are wise. Mm-hmm. And the cause of your anxiety is because you have this little voice telling you that what you're doing is wrong or not right or, or anything like that. Yeah. And when I be my little owl, my little owl will watch the situation and, and have a non-judgmental approach. Okay. So... Me being a little owl will look at me doing whatever it is I'm doing, yeah and and look and say, "Is it wrong? Is it really wrong? What is it that's wrong? Yeah, if there is something wrong, how can we fix it? How can we change it? How can we make it better?
4: Mm-hmm. But
2: being a little owl is sort of my non-judgmental voice that looks in from the outside, yeah and sits and thinks, well, is that just their opinion? is that what they're saying or is that really what's happening yeah um and yeah like i I glows a lot
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's giving giving character to the, the the other positive voice in your head isn't it and yeah. giving it a place to be neutral and objective and challenge the anxious voice saying, hang on yeah. a minute, Mrs. Anxious Voice, you're talking nonsense, you're being irrational, let's look at the facts here, this is not yeah. as bad as it seems. I think yeah. that's really clever. It's <laughs> good. Um, OK, that's anxiety. What about um, OCD? I think she your last one, as if that's not enough. <laughs> <gasps>
2: Lots of cleaning. Yeah. Oh, I, I clean to high heaven.
3: Well, that's one. no bad thing, yeah. is it? You can come yeah, to my house really. and
2: clean. <laughs> um, actually, yesterday, yesterday I had... Um, a really bad anxiety day, knowing today was happening. Oh. Um, and it was literally, I completely scrubbed my kitchen. Right. And I reorganised my kitchen and my, my daughter walked in the kitchen this morning she was like, OK. <laughs> um, but, yes, I am very peculiar with things. Yeah. Now, it's not always there, but there are times where I know where things are. Everything has a place. Everything belongs somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, if things are not where they should be, it's a case of why is it not there? Yeah. You know, so, like, my my computer desk, as an example, I know where every little thing is on it. Yeah. But if someone was to come along and move something, it'd be like, hey, put it back. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, at the moment, that doesn't cause much of a problem. Good. Um, you know, people like my daughter and my other half, they sort of adapt and accept that that's just me. Yeah. And sometimes it can be a case of they'll move something and put it back exactly, and I said, don't worry about it. And then other times they'll move it, put it back somewhere else. And I'm like, it is
4: the
2: place. Yeah. But they sort of adapt to that. For me, it's just a case of as long as I know where things are, yeah. You know, I'm settled, I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, it's like I, I have my collection of chewy things on my desk. Yes. And I know if I move one, I know where it's gone. Yeah. Um, but if somebody else was to move one, I don't know where it is. And if I don't know where it is, it's going put it
4: back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, people are quite accepting of that. Yeah. Um, but I'm like in supermarkets as well. If, if, if there's a shelf and yeah. there's like a row of things but the row's set back because someone took one
3: mm-hmm.
2: I have to move all the stuff to the edge of the shelf to match the rest. Right. Or if one tin is showing the label at the front but all the others are showing the label at that I have spin them all round. Right. Yeah. Um, all I the like say as the store that's not above me.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> I do what they should be doing but I will sit there and I'll reorganise a shelf. Wow. Um, now, I don't know if that's my anxiety and my thing of distracting to do it or if that's part of the OCD that's doing it. Yeah. But
3: either way, like I said, the, the store assistants
2: love me for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they do. If I, just have that job, I'd be happy.
3: <laughs> so out, out of all of them, all of the kind of symptoms that fall out of your PDSD, which one is, is the most challenging to manage and which one is is you're
2: okay with? Um, I think the most challenging is the panic attacks. Yeah. Because that one causes the most pain. Yeah. It's physical pain as well as mental pain. Yeah. Um, that's the one that I'm quite... I wouldn't say I'm struggling with, but I'm still trying to learn
4: how to make
2: it less painful. Yeah. Um... I would say one of the easiest ones is sort of my OCD stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that that one doesn't cause physical pain. Yeah. Um, it causes a bit of mental pain because I have that little triple voice out there saying, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yeah. You're doing it wrong, you know. Um, you need to organise kind of thing. But that one I think is the easiest
4: okay. to cope with. Okay.
2: Um
3: and then on the rest sort of branch depending how bad they are yeah now on on another note changing the subject a bit towards parenting um i i think every parent obviously wants the best for their child and you've said that your daughter's given you a real focus and purpose and all the rest of it and that's great um i know i have my oddities that i wouldn't want my own children to become shall we say and I'm sure you're probably conscious of that as well with your daughter from your upbringing to to now you you have got a load of complex challenges that you have to deal with so how do you ensure that you keep them not hidden away because you don't want to hide them away because it's who you are but protect her from um you know following following your path or do you know what I mean
2: yeah um I think me daughters have always had a very open community relationship mm-hmm. and and she's seen she's she's witnessed my panic attacks. she's she's seen when i'm having my bees and she's seen when i'm depressed and yeah she'll sit and do the little owl with me and, and things like that And you know after after an event has happened i've always talked to her about it and i've spoken to her why it's happened how yes. i felt yeah um, you know, obviously I'm going through the thing with therapy at the moment of trying to accept that my emotions and things are okay. Yes. And you don't need to hide them. Yes. So what I'm learning, I'm telling her. Yes. So I'm then saying to her, you know, if, if she does something and she's upset, it's, it's,
3: it's okay, okay to
2: be upset. What's upsetting you? Talk to me. Yeah. Tell me.
3: So that um, is going to equip her fantastically for the future in terms of mental health. If you compare it to your own childhood, where you're only just now as an adult being comfortable enough to do that, yeah. and then you're, you're, you're teaching that and passing that on to your daughter so that she is probably going to end up being very self-aware, very in tune with her own mental health, and be getting strategies to challenge that um, and manage it. So yeah, I was positive.
2: I've always, I've always tried to do... You know, I know where my parents went wrong with me. Yeah. And I've seen what that could cause. Yes. So I'm now trying to... Th- you know, they they say history repeats. Yeah. I don't want history to repeat. No. So I'm trying to show her the way it should be, the way you should think, the way you should tackle life in yeah. general, just life in general. Yeah. Um. I actually cut off contact with my parents for that reason.
4: OK. Because
2: I could see they were treating her different to me. Oh, wow. And I could see that they were sort of trying to gain the control
4: mm-hmm.
2: of her thoughts, but then her to think that they knew best, so to follow what they said.
3: OK. Which
2: I knew in the long run would then make her turn out like me. Right. And it was a case of, like, I can't let you do that. Yeah. I can't.
3: That's a very brave thing to have done, well done.
2: Yes, we're we're going on, uh, it will be three years coming soon. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is difficult, because naturally you sit there and and something will happen and you think, I want my mum. Yeah. But at the same time, I sit and think, I don't really need her. Yeah. Because it's sort of the upbringing I had that's caused this in the first place. Yeah. You know,
3: Um. And, and do, you think, do you think when you say history repeats itself, do you think your own parents had had something which caused them to parent you in the way that they ha- did? I believe so. OK. I
2: believe so. I can't, I can't say guaranteed. No. You know, because I look at my life and I could be the same way my parents were with my daughter. Yeah. But I've chose not to. Yeah. You know, so everything is down to a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a conscious or subconscious choice, it's yes. still there. absolutely. Um, now, unless they believe that what they did was wrong,
3: mm-hmm.
2: then they will only follow what they know. Yes. Which, in theory, I could have done the same thing. I could have only done what I knew. Yes. But by the time I had my daughter, I realised at that point what was happening wasn't right. It wasn't the way it should be. Yeah, so then I started looking up the way it should be and watching other people. Yes. Watching my friends with their parents and watching my partner with his parents. Yeah. And then looking at me thinking, well, at first I used to sit and think, well, their parents are a bit weird. <laughs> you know, what, well, this, this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But it wasn't that those parents were different. It was that my parents were different. Yeah. So then I started to then see how things should be between you know parents and children. Yeah. Um. And all I've tried to constantly keep in my mind is, you know, be open and honest with my daughter about things that happen. Mm-hmm. So when I have a panic attack, why I've had it, what I was thinking, uh, we'll sit and do the little owl together. So we will, you know, if if I say I think we need to be a little owl, she will sit there with me, hold my hands, mm-hmm. and we'll do it together. Um. If we're out and I have a panic attack, she'll sit down and she'll hold my hand and she'll sing to me.
4: That's brilliant. You
2: know, and and things like that. And I think if if she was to go out in the, in the big wide world and was to see someone having a panic attack or to have a moment like what I have, she would be that one person that will go and sit with them yeah. until they felt okay again. Yeah. You know. And I I want to sort of open her eyes to what is out there. Yeah. You know, on, on the mental health scale but also help her to see that if she does struggle yeah there's a way out of it again yes there are ways and methods of thinking brilliant um so i am trying to fix trying to fix the bits that were missing <laughs> yeah
3: no that's really good really good and and i think you should be proud of what you've done with her definitely um, yeah right so one last thing before we finish up i want to talk about the video that you did in the group Yes so tell everyone about the video you did and why you did it
2: it was mainly me squirrelling
1: <laughs> um,
2: i did the video because i saw a post from somebody that said that their little girl had gone to school and various children and teachers had sit there and said that she shouldn't have them because they were for babies hmm. so then this little girl who had this sensory box and the things that she used during her meltdown. she wouldn't use them.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I remember from when I was a child that I used to like the little sand timers. Yeah. I had an obsession with them. Now, my parents sat down and said to me, they're for babies, you shouldn't have them. And they got thrown away. Now, for me, that was devastating. They, they were my little things. Yeah. Now, this little girl was only five. So she's, in my mind, she's still at the age where her her own mind is still not fully developed. Mm-hmm. She's at the point of seeking what's, what's in the big, wide world, seeking her own individuality.
4: Yeah.
2: And I, I sort of wanted to show her that, you know, having sensory things, yes, babies have them for teething and, and rattly things on their wrists and things, but they're not just... For the babies. You know, I, I have I have my tangles and and my squidgy thing now and my chewy stuff. Yeah. But I'm an adult. Yeah. You know? I, I go out and pay my bills and, and, and things like that. But there's no label to say just for babies. No. I know there's a guy, um, in the Chewy Gem group, that actually showed us all his sensory bag.
3: Was that Richie?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I loved his video, and I, I know he had what I call squirrel moments where he sort of sidetracked, but it was lovely to see that he was. Not, I wouldn't say showing off what he has, but he was showing comfortable.
3: Him. He's comfortable with it.
2: Yeah, and he was saying, I I have this and I like the feel of this and I don't like this because this doesn't match with this part. Yeah. You know, and that was nice. It it was lovely to see that. And I think the more children, especially children, see adults using these things...
3: It'll become easier.
2: If anything, they're going to sit there and feel more grown up yeah. Because they've got these things. Yes. If they only see something used by a baby, they're going to link it to a baby. Yeah. If they see something used by an adult, they're going to feel grown up. Yes. And and for me, the video was only supposed to be a very short video.
4: <laughs> it was
2: only supposed to be a short one. But I sort of wanted to show her what I've got, mm-hmm. what I use them for, you know, how they feel.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I sort of... In, in the video, I think I had a point of find me, find me something from your box that's really bright-coloured.
4: Mm-hmm. What does
2: it feel like? You know, because it, it was... A, I wanted her to just realise and see that using Chewy Gem things or any sensory things is a grown-up thing. Yes. It's a grown-up thing to do as well. Yeah. You know, I, I quite happily... This, this Chewy Gem was bought for me. Uh, my other half bought it, and it's my very first one I ever had because I was ruining my mouth. Mm. But I will quite happily walk that down the street. Yeah. And, and my realm ring one and, and the time goes, and I will quite happily do it. Yeah. And I, I actually had a little girl approach me, and it was um, literally out of nowhere, this little girl. And she was like, I really like your necklace. It's really shiny. Yeah. And, I, and I knelt down and I said do you want to know something
4: special
2: about my little necklace?" and so she went what's that and I said you can bite it uh-huh. and she looked at me, really sort of confused yeah. and I said no seriously you can bite it and I, I sort of took it off my neck and I said here have a bite yeah.
3: prove it have a bite but uh-huh.
2: don't tell anyone and she did
3: sorry that's my and son just surprised me by walking home Come and say hello quickly <laughs> quick <laughs> It's lunchtime and we weren't expecting him. So hello. Hi. (laughs) Right, you go get your lunch. Sorry about that. It's fine.
2: (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was. It was sort of. You know, I I said you can bite it, -hmm. and she had a little bite, and I was like, shh, don't tell anyone. It's a special secret. And her mum and dad actually came up to me um and they were talking to me about it now they'd never heard of Chewy Gem before they'd seen the ones you know that were like the generic little pink things and stuff yeah which said their daughter had right um so I got talking to them about it and I I sent them the website link and everything thank you very much (laughs) you know and, and for me it's it's I do have spells where I'm nervous and I think, will people actually know? Mm. Will people look at it and know
3: what
2: it is? Uh-huh. But then I think, well,
3: so what is the So what? And the, and the more they know, the more acceptance it is. I can't remember, Lorraine was telling me yesterday... Um, I don't know whether it was Joel. I can't remember who it was, but two, two. Well, this, one of our people were at. Um, in fact, I'm sure it was Joel. He was at Comic Con or something like that, mm-hmm. and he was wearing his chewy gem. And he spied another guy ac- across the crowd that was also wearing a chewy gem, and they just kind of gave each other kind of a smiley, knowing look. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, it's almost like a you're in the club and it's okay. Much. Yeah.
2: yeah. I have what I call peoplely
4: people.
2: hmm And these peoply people will be the types that, they do go out and they're bubbly and loud and, and normal, what society class is normal, they're
4: yeah. people.
2: Yeah. I'm not a peoply person. <laughs> and I've, I noticed, I mean, I first joined the support group on Facebook and then um, I subscribed and joined the VIC group. Mm-hmm. And I actually sat there with my partner when I first joined the group. And obviously I was reading posts and I didn't post anything. And I just sort of quietly watched.
4: Yeah.
2: And I said, these are my people. <laughs> I found my people. <laughs> now, we're both gamers as well. So we, we know a difference between the peoply people and the gamer people. Yeah. And I was like, no, we're like, these are my people. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, well... You know, people are, are typing and, and talking amongst themselves and I can read and I can relate. Yeah.
3: You
2: know, they, these are my people, these are my friends. Yeah, <laughs> you know? which is
3: fantastic.
2: It's lovely, it's, it's lovely, because there are times I will just sit and watch and I yeah. comment on anything. And then other times I'll read something where I have to comment, I have to say something, I have to, you know, I have to just be a little voice, a little supporting thing there, you
4: know. Yeah.
2: Um... And like I said, it's this. I've never encountered a community like it.
3: Oh, that's good to hear.
2: There's, there's, you know, there's gamer communities and things, but it's, it's not the same. You know, with with Chewy Gem. Obviously, we're all there because we we love everything that you that you sell. Yeah. But we're also there because we all we all have our own little quirks, what I call quirks. Yeah. You know, so. There will be some people on there. Like, I know there's a lady on there teaching, uh, is
3: it Mac- Macaton, yeah. Yeah. B. mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard of that
2: before. Yeah. And I've always got really quite curious as, as to what it is. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've sat and I've watched and I've tried to do it and mm-hmm. I've watched it myself because I've done it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know. um, but everybody's really supportive and really lovely.
4: Yes, that's... And, and I've
2: noticed someone's posted a little achievement of, I've done this today, yeah. or I'm wearing this one today, or I've been and done this, or I've been and done that. You know, and everyone's been, well done. Yes. And, and you get that little cheerleader behind you.
4: Yeah. You
2: know, and, and even though they're not there in person, you have that little cheer, little voice behind you saying, oh, yeah, you've done it.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know? From people who are also in the same boat and also understand how big those little things are for these yeah. people.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's lovely to see. It, there's not... There is, I've never encountered a, a, a community like it. I haven't.
3: Oh, brilliant.
2: And, I mean, with, with the little girl that I did the video for, I, I still don't know if the video helped her. Mm-hmm. You know, and at, at first the video was primarily just just personal for her. Mm-hmm. But then when other people were commenting, saying their little boy were watching and things, I was like, "Well, wow." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I had a state of panic, thinking I really shouldn't have done that.
3: Oh, you so should've. Yeah.
2: But I had a, a moment of panic, and I actually found my my other half after, and I was like, "I've just done this video." <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and I got, got really anxious. Yeah. But, you know, I, I would quite happily do it all over again and yeah. have my anxiety all over again if it meant that it showed a young person, mm-hmm. a person that doesn't quite have their own feelings and, and opinions of things yet, to see that it's not babies, adults too as well. Yes. You know, and I'd, I'd quite happily do it all over again.
4: Yeah.
2: I would. If, if I If I could... You know, if if I could spread a message to the whole world, the whole world, Mm -hmm. babies, adults, children, grandparents, mothers, fathers, everyone, it would be a a case of open your eyes and see. There are no labels. Yes. There are no restrictions. There are no rules. There are no rules on what you can and can't own. There are no rules to say what you should and shouldn't like. Mm Mm-hmm. And what one person might like, another person might not, but that's fine.
4: Yeah.
2: Don't have a stigma there saying you can't do or have certain things. Yeah. And at the moment, that seems how the world is. hmm But everything has to be labelled. Yeah. And I don't I don't like the whole labelling thing. It drives me mad.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's just we want a world where people can just be their own individual self, whatever that may be.
2: Pretty much everybody has their quirks. Yeah. Even what society calls the normal person. Yeah. But some people's quirks are more severe than the next. Yes. You know, some people's quirks are more obvious. Yeah.
4: You
2: know, I have an obsession with fleece. I love fleece. Every time I go to a supermarket and they have the dressing gowns on the hand, I have to touch it.
4: Yeah.
2: And if it feels really nice, I have to buy it. Mm-hmm. I've had countless amounts of dressing gowns because I bought them you know. And that's that's my little you know, that's my little thing. But yeah. someone else might do it with cotton
4: or yeah. with, with with
2: towels or you know. Yeah. And everybody's unique. Yeah. Everybody is different. But we all want the same thing and that's to be happy.
3: Yeah.
2: That's all anybody needs. Definitely. So
3: yeah. <laughs> well, angel, to be to be corny for a minute, you are an absolute angel. You really are. I've, I've loved loved chatting to you. There's been so many little pearls of wisdom associated with all your um, symptoms of PDSD which are big things for people and little tips for everyone to take away. And I just love your attitude and how determined you are and how much you want to help everyone. I think it's brilliant. So if you get the chance, do another video because people loved it. If you get something else that gets under your skin and it's a bugbear, then why not? Because that's, that's what the community's about. We want, we want people to feel safe to go and say whatever their, whatever's in their heart. So well done you for doing it. Have you got anything else you want to say before we finish up? Moment. no um, that's fine You've, you you kind of gave a final message there anyway with your yeah, <laughs> change the world <laughs> yeah which is great so um,
2: I might do a video in a couple of weeks time when oh. I've got over the anxiety of this. okay um where I will um sort of go step by step with the little owl
4: yeah have
2: to be a little owl yeah um but when, when that will be I don't know it will be at some point it will happen but just not, not
3: today, today. <laughs> okay maybe maybe wait until this podcast comes out and then do it because then yeah. they'll be like oh, they'll have heard of the little owl and then they'll be yeah let's listen to the the tips yeah. it'll make more sense yeah, yeah. but I, I
2: I plan to do it actually after the last video mm-hmm. um for the little girl I plan to do it then yeah um and then I panicked. like oh I
4: can't
2: do this that's I did in the end Aww. I never did it, but um, I will at some
3: point. Yeah, I think everyone would love that. So, yeah, thank you very much.
0: So, that was Angel. What did you think? Um, she was a lot like you. Very much so. That's what I thought. So, um, so, I can't stop saying so. So, 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 to show that lots of people use Chewy Gems and so we thought it was so heartwarming that we decided that we'd have her on the podcast. But what I didn't know was all of the things about Angel that we've just listened to about PTSD, OCD, anxiety, depression, agoraphobia, pretty much sounds like me. Um, And
1: by extension me because I am just a clone of Lorraine.
0: So listening to these podcasts, you'll get to hear some tips on all of those different areas from Angel which is great.
1: I'm, I'm trying to focus but I'm, I'm so tired all I can think about is the why is my jacket so shiny it's like it is shiny.
0: Metal. But what did you think like when Angel was saying about how she talks to her daughter about things? That's like it was literally. You,
1: you, you are Angel, you're like a really yeah, angel even she isn't dead yet I don't and I,
0: This isn't just gonna be how we feel I'm sure a lot of you are gonna listen to this podcast and think Angel is me angel and her daughter and me and my daughter me and my son whatever you know however it relates but the thing is it is so relatable so if you're listening to this podcast on the two gem sensory support group or the main page and you're not getting the full version we really really think you should go over and subscribe and that way you get the full version in the vic group and you also get 20 percent discount off Things Adidas. Adidas is being confirmed. Right, so we'll see you next week. Who is Jenny chatting to next week on the podcast?
1: Well, let me give you a clue. It begins with J and ends with a me young.
0: This one is on the podcast next week. No, it could have just been some other random Jamie Young. Of course, it's (laughs) me. She's on the podcast next week. You don't want to miss that. We will see you next week. If you
1: miss it, I will come to your house and be very mildly
0: annoyed at you. Um, not really. So I think she's going to take that Adidas top off and get back into bed. And sleep. And I'm just going to chill out with the cat. Mm. See you next week for Jamie's podcast. Night. Bye-bye. It's
1: it's afternoon, but I said night because it feels like night. See you later. See you later, alligator. Do you know what?